toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Rebecca Whitman. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. We are so grateful for all the support we have received with the monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes and Spotify, and the connection within our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin to invite you to take a moment and get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy. And imagine just breathing anything out you're ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Our guest today is Rebecca Whitman. She is a success mentor, graduate with honors from Princeton University, and author of international best-selling books, Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs, Business Life Universe, and How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. She was selected as Life Coach of the Year by International Association of Top Professionals. She hosts the top 5% globally ranked podcast called Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. Her philosophy divides life into seven pillars of abundance, which include spiritual, physical, emotional, romantic, mental, social, and financial. She helps people achieve balance within these seven areas so they can experience more fun and freedom in their life. In addition to her appearances as as an expert on ABC, CBS, and has spoken to Columbia University. She has spoken on multiple podcasts and has shared virtual stages with great thought leaders like Grant Cardone, Jack Canfield, and Les Brown. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Rebecca. 
Thank you so much for having me, Stacey and Brenda. It's so great to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about this journey that you're on and what has led you down the spiritual path. Yeah, I've been on the spiritual path for a long time. It started when I hit a bottom with alcoholism and love addiction. I was in college and I did like a fake suicide attempt. I drew the blinds and I played the cure and I wore all black and I was really <laughs> just doing it for attention or cry to help. But I ended up spending the next day in the student infirmary drinking charcoal. That's before it was a trendy detox. And I met with the school psychiatrist and he gave me the quiz, you know, are you an alcoholic? I passed it. One of the students took me to my first 12 step meeting and that started my spiritual journey. Since that meeting, I have been studying with great teachers that like uh, Marion Williamson, Esther Hicks, Wayne Dyer, mm. Michael Beckwith, just to name a few. And I had moved to LA about 20 years ago to pursue my dream of being an actress. And I didn't quite become an actress, but I did use those spiritual principles to manifest a very easy lifestyle where I was making six figures working part-time, which is why I called the book, How to Make Six Figures Working Part-Time. The one area of my life where I couldn't manifest was in my love life. And I ended up sitting across from a West LA couples therapist. I was bickering with my ex-husband, then husband, just totally at each other's throats. And she stopped in the middle of the session and she's like, Rebecca, do you want to be married? And a voice that was not my own said, I want a life of ease, grace, and spiritual dignity. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my life would never be the same, that I had been forcing this one area of my life to look a certain way and I just couldn't do it anymore. So soon after that, I filed for divorce. As I'm filing for divorce, my dad's slowly dying in a nursing home. And in one of the last conversations with my dad, he's like, Rebecca, will you write something? I don't care if it's a book, a magazine, article, an essay, or a blog. I said goodbye to him. His funeral was on a Wednesday. My divorce was finalized on a Friday. And I had no idea what I was going to write about, but I was sitting in my financial planner's office a few months later. And he said, Rebecca, you always come in here with like such good energy. I'm looking at your finances. You're doing incredibly well. And why don't you teach other women how you're doing it? How are you so resilient? So I decided to entitle the book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. It's not a business plan or get-rich-quick scheme. It's more how I lived my life and continue to live it within these seven areas of life. And when you have these seven areas of life, which I like to call the seven pillars of abundance and alignment, you can manifest six or seven figures working part-time, experiencing great health. I even uh, manifested my true soulmate and we just got married 10 months ago on 12, 21, 21. And it's just a totally different style of relationship. So that book launched my coaching because so many women wanted to know more about the book and how they can embody these principles. And so in the coaching led to a podcast called The Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant Show. So now my mission is to help women go from burned out to balanced, beautiful and abundant using these seven pillars of abundance. Hmm. 
That's really beautiful. And thank you for sharing your story. It sounds like your pain has really led you into your purpose. And it sounds like there's all these little threads that are woven together to where you are today. That's really beautiful. And so, yeah, so sounds like you've been on this journey of really trying to um, or working to help women find this balance. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about, you know, even before getting there, there sounds like there might be some need for alignment in their life in certain areas. And, And are there certain steps you take to get there in each area, each pillar? Or are you working individually with each pillar? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So I have tips, tools, and strategies to get each pillar into alignment. I actually have the overall goal of the seven pillars is to become an elegant warrior. So I have a seven-week group class called Elegant Warrior Training. And in that training, we go through each pillar individually week per week. But I'm all about giving people practical tips to get a shift in that area and it's very simple. I'm like very like I'm I kind of match metaphysics with the practical, being that I'm a Capricorn. So <laughs> <laughs> the first thing spirituality is to get a morning practice. That is the foundation for everything. It's a foundation for happiness, and every other pillar resides on this one. Getting a spiritual practice, finding that connection with a power greater than yourself. And I am a huge believer in journaling, meditation, silence. I really, I found this journal. It's so funny because I mentioned I first got into the 12 steps when I was 19. I met this woman named Janet and she's like, here's how you write, like, you know, your daily journal. And she called it your God journal. And I never saw Janet again. I could picture her, even though it was like 30 years ago, I could picture her like she's sitting next to me. I never saw her again. But I have been doing this journal format now for 30 years, and it has totally shifted my thinking from negative, fear-based, scarcity-minded to love-based and abundance-minded. And one of the gifts that I'm going to give your listeners is this abundance journal. But that journal has just been starting my day in such a great way for so many years. And then uh, the next pillar is fitness. And I really believe body before business, your health is your wealth. If you have your health, you have every opportunity in the world, but if you don't have your health, you have the number one goal of just getting healthy again. So I really believe in working out in the morning. And if you can't work out in the morning, work out at lunch, but plan your schedule around your exercise. And those are just two of the pillars. So yeah, there's, there's ways to get each pillar into alignment, just by doing a couple simple shifts in behavior and thinking. Mm, I love that. I I love having my spiritual practice in the morning. Journaling is great. And for me personally, because my mind tends to be a little floaty, well, I'll call I'll use the positive term of creative. It helps me kind of hone it in a little bit. Otherwise, I can think all kinds of great ideas and all kinds of thoughts, but to bring in a journal and just to free write it out to connect to that higher power, highest wisdom. And then we connect it into the body um, and really embody and take care of like putting ourselves first. And I know for many people, 
they struggle with putting themselves first. Um, Because I know as an Ayurvedic health coach, I have so many people say, oh, I'm going to get all the things done for everybody else or get ready for work. And then with the time that I have left over, which ultimately ends up being five minutes or not even that, then I'll do the spiritual practice or the exercise. Like, what would your suggestion be uh, to them who have this tendency to put other people's needs first and to focus more on the first two pillars? First of all, I love that you're an Ayurvedic coach. That's so cool. I'm a Pitta Kapha. Yes, so, I figured uh, that. <laughs> that. So I love that, that modality. So I would tell them this, get up a few minutes earlier to make the time for yourself so you don't feel rushed in the morning because women cannot pour from an empty cup. We have to fill ourselves up first. And then when we show up for everyone else, then we're in our feminine, we're, we're glowing, we're radiant, we're, we're full of love and exuberance. But if we put everybody else before us and we become drained, burned out, exhausted, overwhelmed, then we're not in our best feminine selves. We're not exuberant and happy and generous because we're just barely showing up. So you, you might think that you're showing up for everybody else, but when you show up drained and exhausted, you're not really being truly of service to them as if you were, if you showed up with a full cup. So get up 15 minutes early. It's not that much of a difference in your sleep to have that extra 15 minutes to, to pray, to meditate, to get centered, to take a deep cleansing breath. Like we did at the beginning of this podcast and just center yourself, set an intention for your day. And I like to say what one of my favorite spiritual teachers says, Michael Beckwith, if you, if you keep your appointment with God, you won't, if you keep your appointment with God, you will not be disappointed. So Mm. keep that appointment in the morning and then go ahead and be of service to everyone else in your life. Mm. Absolutely. I think that, you know, coming back to ourselves, we have to give, you know, ourselves that oxygen, right? Put the oxygen mask on ourselves first. Um, and so we hadn't, can fully give to others. And, and I think there's, you know, definitely that mind shift, especially for women and needing to find that balance, especially when there's, you know, the busy kids and, and things and, or busy lives with kids. And so I love that. And there's always time, right? Because we we can always find five minutes, you know, if if we need it. I really like the Insight Timer app mm. to do the morning because they have minutes that whatever many, even if you have like three minutes, sometimes I only have three minutes to do the guided meditation. So anywhere from three minutes to an hour, you can find a a guided meditation that fits into your busy schedule and it just totally recalibrates my mind. Yeah, I would definitely check out Insight Timer. And if our listeners come check me out, I've got guided meditations on there. So yeah, I love, I love Insight Timer. I promote them all the time. And I mean, not just my meditations, but everyone's. (laughs) So it's, it's a great tool, especially for people who are like, oh, I don't meditate. I don't sit still. I don't like listening to my thoughts. And I'm like, have you tried guided meditation and there's so many to choose from on there. So yeah, definitely recommended pick for me as well. Awesome. What were you saying, Stacy? So you've got the seven pillars, right? And so we've covered a couple of them, but I'm really curious too about the relationship 
pillar. And I think that's a really big one for our listeners, you know, is really wanting to find that soul connection. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in unhealthy relationships or they're wanting to maybe get out of the relationship or maybe they're fi- wanting to find somebody. And so I'm wondering what your thoughts are on on that pillar and you know what what are some of the things that you recommend when someone is is searching yeah so I like to say you attract who you are not who you want Mm -hmm. so it's so great to do the work that your listeners are doing on themselves by listening to this podcast and really being clear about what they want Um, then I believe in writing a list And instead of writing, you know, what you want your soulmate to look like more, how you want to feel when you're with that person, Mm -hmm. create from our feelings, not from our doings. So how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel seen? Do you want to feel heard? Do you want to feel loved? Do you want that person to really get you? Do you want to feel like in your body and sensual when you're around that person? So write a list of not only what you want them to be like superficially, but how you want to feel when you're around this person and in relationship with this person. And then just say yes to everything. Just be open-minded. It's like the Michael Singer book, The Surrender Experiment. If we just say yes, like maybe you'll go on a date with someone and it's not that person, but maybe that person invites you to a holiday party where you meet your soulmate. So just keep saying yes, 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 yes. You've put out your message to the universe. You've written this list. Trust that that person is on their way. As Rumi says, what you seek is seeking you. But if you're sitting at home in your apartment watching Netflix every night or, you know, on your iPhone, you're not going to meet that person. So you have to go out into the world and get into the fray so you can be found by your soulmate. I ended up meeting my husband at a party that was thrown by the owner of my gym. Now, a lot of people would say, oh my God, I don't want to go to that party. I don't don't know any of the other gym members. It's going to be so awkward. And it's a Saturday night. I just want to stay home and relax. I've had a hard work week, but you know, I showed up and so did he. And he felt the same way. He was kind of reluctant to go to the party, but he's like, you know what, what have I got to lose? I'm just going to show up. And neither one of us was really going there to meet someone. I actually invited everyone at the party to my book launch party the following week. And he showed up and got a book and asked me out. And we've been together ever since. But had I not said yes to the party thrown by the owner of the gym, then I wouldn't be married to my soulmate. So you just don't know what things lead to if you're on the path of true spiritual surrender. I've definitely learned to be open to what or how um, spirit brings in opportunities or people. And it's interesting, like when I try and figure it out for myself, then I'm operating at the same level that which I created in my world. And, and it's so funny. I mean, I know this is kind of a cliche, but they talk about, we need to think not from the level of mind that we are creating, but from something much broader, highest wisdom or bigger. And so to step out of that can initially be really scary. Like going to a party where you don't know someone, trying something new, but really embodying the feeling that we want. And then we get that intuitive, like absolute yes. Um, even if there's a little hesitation, I feel like spirit just opens the doors and opportunities and then it's easy. It flows. 
but just at the time we don't necessarily see it that way. Um, so thank you for sharing that story with your husband. Congratulations, finding your uh, your soulmate. Um, which of the other pillars do you think is key? I know we mentioned spiritual and physical, romantic. You have mental and emotional in, in there as well. How do we connect uh, with those pillars of abundance? Sure. So for emotions, I believe that all emotions come from two base emotions, fear or love. And this is not me. This is a course of miracles. So the negative emotions, resentment, jealousy, bitterness, uh, being cynical, that's fear-based. And then the love-based emotions are appreciation, happiness, bliss, contentment, satisfaction. All these other emotions are from love. So with emotions, the goal is to change our thinking from the fear channel to the love channel. And it's not so easy because we're in a world that is totally based on the fear channel, right? All the news and headlines and the common talk, like the, the just collective consciousness is in the, on the fear channel. So it does take a discipline to realize, okay, I am in anxiety, I'm being fear-based or I'm in depression. How do I change my mind from being fear-based to love-based? Well, the fastest way to do that is through gratitude. So mm -hmm. if you can just focus on gratitude, that'll take your mind from the fear channel to the love channel. Another way to go from the fear channel to the love channel is to be of service and to focus on someone else and really listen to them and ask them how they're doing and how you can help them. And those are just a couple ways to go from the fear to the love channel. You could listen to a really great song. So that is the goal is to stay on the love channel. And it is a, it's a daily practice because we go back and forth all the time. That Because gratitude is really a powerful practice when we can shift into gratitude. Stress can't live in that same space. So we can just, we can make that shift and, and move into that love channel. I love the, just the visual of the channels of love and fear. You know, it's, I think it sounds like something easy. To, um, we can ask ourselves, are, am I coming from the love channel or the, the fear channel and, and making that shift and um, so are there, are there certain things that you would recommend like gratitude journal or, you know, those kinds of things that really help kind of connect with that practice? Yeah. So when I do my morning practice, I write a fear list and I also write, I mean, a surrender list, which is basically writing down your fears and surrendering them to God or the universe and then a gratitude list. So I actually, right. So they're not kind of like what you said, Brenda, but yours was more about the creative ideas, but my fears can be like free floating anxiety in my brain. But if I write them down on a surrender list, it kind of takes the power out of them and puts them on the paper and then I can let them go. And then when I see my gratitudes, I see all the abundance in my life on my list. Then that helps also solidify that feeling of gratitude in my consciousness. And you can do a fear or surrender list. If you're listening to this, it doesn't have to just be in your morning practice. You can do it anytime that you feel fear, just take a minute, even if you have to go to the car or if you're at a, you know, event, go to the bathroom, use your phone. If you don't have a journal and just write down everything that you're fearful of, ask God to remove it. And then you can write everything that you're grateful for. I love that practice. I I'll have to remember that, a surrendering, because I definitely write out 
the things and people and um, the who I am, like uh, characteristics of myself that I'm grateful for. And that definitely is a great shift in energy. But oftentimes, like in the back of my mind, I'm still hanging on to the fears and to surrender those is really, really powerful. Um, so what other practices you mentioned? Um, these different gratitude practices that enter into either the mental pillar of abundance? So that is the emotional. So the other two pillars uh, that we, well, there's three more we haven't discussed. Uh, oh. Mental, which is mindset. Uh -huh. So mental really means just room to grow. So the people that are listening to this podcast, the people that are you know, have room to grow. Mindset work is something that is so easy nowadays because there's Audible, there's YouTube, there's thousands of podcasts. There's so many things out there that we can use to improve our mindset. So that's the mental pillar. And then the next one is social. And social is so important. Community builds immunity. I know that we're all mm -hmm. concerned with our immune systems. Well, community builds immunity. And in this world, we can be isolated behind our technology. We're in a high-tech, low-touch society where, especially during COVID, we got so comfortable hiding behind our computer screens. Now that things are opening up, I encourage you to go out and try to network in person, go to networking groups, meetups, whatever you can do to find your tribe, even yoga classes, meditation classes, retreats, whatever you're interested in, cooking classes, dog parks, your tribe is out there. And I know the first word can be really hard, but just start with, hi, my name is, what's your name? And you would be amazed who you attract and people are longing for community. So I really think social is so important. And when we were like cavemen and women, that was our whole lives. You know, we would gather around the campfire and tell stories and there was a community and humans are not meant to be isolated. And I think that's why we see such a rise in mental health issues is because people feel so isolated and they feel apart from and that nobody cares. People do care about you if you're listening to this and feeling isolated. You just have to let them know you're there. Mm -hmm. I think that's such an important piece because we aren't meant to be in isolation and, you know, we've been isolating even I think before COVID, you know, we had more community gatherings, but we've also had this screen in front of us and that became a comfortable thing for a lot of people, you know, social media became, you know, this is my comfort zone on how I can connect with people, you know, and then it became even more apparent through the pandemic and then this loss of touch happened. And so, you know, people weren't hugging and, you know, and so there is this, you know, need for connection. We are social creatures moving through some of maybe the social anxieties that might come up for people. And, you know, yeah, just starting with something really super simple. Hi, my name is, you know, and, and even maybe even writing down sometimes I'll, I'll as a psychotherapist, like I talk to people about this, you know, and writing down, you know, maybe talking points, you know, that you can just have in the back of your mind that you want to just start talking. So it's not on the spot because that can be debilitating for some people to, to think on the spot. Great idea. Having talking points and also having an icebreaker question. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a certain event, you know, it's a networking event or just whatever, ask them, what do you hope to get out of the event? Or 
You know, if it's a holiday party, like, what do you love the most about the holidays? Like have an icebreaker question on the tip of your tongue. That is kind of an open-ended question just to start the conversation, but yeah, absolutely to go into the conversation prepared and people want to socialize right now. Mm. I think people are just like, you know, the dog that gets let out of the crate, like, yay, here I am. Like, let's go. Mm. Let's socialize. Some people, you know, some of my clients are like, well, I forgot how to date. I forgot how to socialize. It's been so long, but if you just go for it and you just have that first sentence come out of your mouth, you would be amazed how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked how you let in with questions because I'm finding people just want to be heard. So when I ask people, you know, just simple questions as a way to, you know, break the ice, like a lot of people are really open to having someone listen, like genuinely listen to them. And so I think that's an important part of the the social pillar for sure. So I believe the last one we haven't touched on yet is financial. And I feel like this one, along with mental, at least for me, almost kind of like go together, but I would love to hear your perspective since you you have the book of six figures for part-time work. What is this financial pillar of abundance about? Well, people get hyper-focused on money, especially in America. And it's all about work, 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 work. If I work really hard, I'll make a lot of money. Then my life will be perfect. I'll finally have time to hire a trainer and work out. So I'll get really healthy. Then I'll look really fit and I'll be able to attract my soulmate. And then my soulmate and I will like fall in love and we'll have this emotional connection. Then we'll socialize with other couples and we'll go on spiritual retreats. And they think it's like the first pillar that your whole life is built on on financial. It's actually the last pillar because money is attracted to you or it's repelled from you. So if you are spiritually and physically fit, in love, emotionally centered, have an awesome group of friends who believe in you and lift you up, are doing your mindset work, so you're super stoked and positive just to be alive and on the planet, you are going to attract people, places, things, opportunities, clients, to be with you that want to work with you and hire you because your vibration is going to be high. So that's why I say that money is actually the last piece of the puzzle to come into play. So if you're not making the money you want, let's look at these first six pillars and see if we can expand them more and even get them to a higher level of abundance. So the money starts to come in more easily. It does make sense. You know, as we're rising our vibration up, then we're becoming more in line with the money and the financial abundance. And so I'm wondering too, like how, tell us a little bit more about maybe what you would tell someone who's looking for their purpose or their passion and, you know, wanting to create abundance with that to create their financial abundance. Right. So I believe in going from passion to profit, find something that you're excited about. What, what do you talk about anyway, whether you get paid or not? Is it your dog? Is it the latest fashion? Is it health and beauty trends? Is it, uh, I don't know, human rights? Like, what is it that really gets you excited? What is it that you could talk about for 30 minutes without looking at notes? Because you're just studying it based on your own personal interest. What, what makes you mad? I know that sounds negative, but that's something that you have energy and passion around. You know, what do people come to you for 
uh, an advice? Are they always asking you for love life advice or health advice or, you know, what they should wear to the party or how to take care of their dog? Like, what is it that people are really looking to you for? Those are all great ways to find your passion. Another one is what have you been through? Like your message is in your mess. So like you noticed, Stacey, when I told my story, I have really been through a lot. And that is why I'm passionate about empowering women to go from burned out to abundant because I was really burned out and frustrated and feeling stuck. So your message is in your mess. So what have you overcome that other people are going through that you have found a way out of that you can then teach them how to get out of that situation. So there's so many different ways to discover your life purpose. And then the next step is to create a side hustle. So all the other coaches are like, quit your job, max out your credit cards, go to this, you know, 10 or $20,000 seminar and become a millionaire in like five minutes. Well, most people don't actually do that. And then they're like, oh, I tried being an entrepreneur and it's just not for me. So I tell them, keep your job, start a side hustle, the extra money and time you have from your job, invest that into your side hustle. And when your side hustle starts making enough money where you feel comfortable leaving your job, do that, or you don't have to. I'm a huge believer in multiple streams of income. I believe everyone should have four streams of income. So when when one month is a little more challenging and a certain area, then you have three other streams of income. So I actually have a free masterclass called Five Simple Shifts to Creating Your Six-Figure Side Hustle that is going to be shared in the notes where you guys can kind of get in the right frame of mind to even think of what your side hustle might be and to know how to start it. Hmm, I love that. I will definitely check that out and we'll, we'll put that link in the show notes for sure. Um, Cause I think it speaks to a lot of people, people that want to leave the current job that they're in, but just, it's not a wise choice right now, but what could they do as a side hustle and to have those multiple streams of income is, yeah, that's an amazing idea. We'll definitely put that uh, link in the show notes. Uh, so all of these seven pillars kind of circling back, I think we've touched on all of them to abundance. Uh, is this what you call an, the path to the elegant warrior? Can you go into detail a little bit with that? Yes, uh, it is the path to being an elegant warrior. I chose that name because elegance is being in a state of spiritual dignity and grace. Like I realized in the therapist's office that day. So you're not pushing your energy. You're in your feminine energy where you're just in the flow and you're just allowing things to come to you. So that's elegance, but you're still a warrior. So you can't just sit at home praying and meditating all day and expect to have this balanced, beautiful and abundant life. There's also being a fierce stand for yourself, being a fierce stand for the people that you love and going after your goals and dreams. Like you, you get to take action, not so much action that it's depleting you, which is why there's the juxtaposition of elegant warrior. So it is the path to the elegant warrior. It is the path to being balanced, beautiful, and abundant when you have these seven pillars of life in alignment. And there's always going to be one or two that are a little off. That's just 
that's just the dance of life. You know, sometimes you're in great shape, but your finances are a little off. So then you put more energy on your abundance or sometimes your romance is going great and it's going so great that you haven't had time to make it to the gym. So that's why it's a great way to kind of look at life holistically and just know that these are the seven pillars of abundance and to do your best to have, you know, results in all of them, not on the same day at the same time, but just holistically when you look at your life. Mm. And I, I really love that perspective too, because it's really taking you know, cause I, I, well, a lot of programs are focused, are very goal focused, right? That's getting into the masculine energy. And I think, you know, women for many years, centuries, decades, you know, have, um, well, at least, you know, since the fifties or sixties, so lots of decades have really felt like they've had to be like men, you know, go into the workforce and have this goal focus. And they start to get really burned out in that masculine energy. And so what I'm hearing is that this program, this um, the seven pillars is really about finding, balancing not only your life and finding that flow within it, but balancing the your feminine energy as well. Can you talk a little bit more about, about that piece? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, Stacey. So your feminine energy is peaceful, it's flowing. It is more still and just relaxed where your masculine energy is pushing, achieving, conquering, competing, and controlling. And when women are not nurturing their feminine and they just go after, go after, go after, then they do get burned out and depleted. And I actually met an incredible woman um, in a retreat and she had made seven figures in network marketing but totally at the expense of her health. Like literally she couldn't get out of bed for six months because she had totally just fried all her nervous systems, mental, emotional, everything was just completely fried because she achieved the seven figure goal. So at what expense? So for the next six months, she couldn't get out of bed. So I don't believe in achieving at the expense of your soul, at your of your health. I believe in doing it, achieving, yes, you get to take action and yes, you get to have goals and dreams, but also have moments of stillness, which is why the morning ritual is so important. And I really believe in setting up your life where you have focus days and play days. And within the day, you have power hours where you're really focused on the task at hand. And then you have, you know, other fun things that you get to do during your day. And I don't believe in just go, 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 go. There is a time and a place for both. And that's why it's really about balancing your masculine and feminine. I don't want to be so feminine that I don't achieve my goals or dreams. And I just said, oh my God, I, all I did was like shop and go to lunch every day, you know, like, uh, and it's okay if you choose to live that way. But for me personally, I do want to achieve certain goals and dreams, but I don't want to like, you know, burn myself out in the process. Yeah. I think you, you touched on a point. I just thought of like burning out. And I see that a lot for people who are really driven into that masculine energy and they go, 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 go. And then there's this, and I would say inevitable burnout that happens. Uh, so what would be your suggestion for someone who's like, well, I already just, I gave as much as I could and go, go, go. And I'm really burnt out. 
um, but maybe haven't quite hit like the example that you gave with the woman that you mentioned before where she was sick for many months. Like if a person is really sensing like, okay, if I don't do something like really soon, I am going to be in a burned out stage. Like what would be sort of a like quick, like help to turn them around? Yeah. Take a mental health day, like literally take a day out of your week. If you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling like so exhausted, so burned out. I'm angry all the time. Like give yourself a mental health day, um, do whatever you want for the day, stay in bed, wear pajamas, watch Netflix, like, or go to the spa, go on a hike, take a day trip. If you can't afford like a fancy spa, give yourself a spa day, like bubble bath, mask, whatever, just, just stop, like get yourself out of the matrix and say, I'm just taking a mental health day. So to be honest, I kind of had a really awesome, hectic week. And in the last couple of days, I've been on zoom to zoom, to zoom, to zoom, to zoom. And today I told my husband, I'm just going to have a slow and easy day. Like other than this podcast, that's it. After this, mm -hmm. I'm getting a massage. I already took a bubble bath before this podcast. <laughs> like it is going to be my day of rest and rejuvenation. I'm not saying I won't check my phone. I'm not that disciplined, <laughs> but um, I will just, the attitude, I just have to keep telling myself, this is a day of rest and rejuvenation. Today, I'm going to go slow and easy. I'm going to be in my feminine and just, that's just how I'm. So we be, we do, then we have. So I am being, especially today in my feminine. So be, do, have, that means I'm doing massage. I'm doing a bubble bath. I'm, you know, doing my day slow and then I'll have my energy back. People in this society think it's have, do, be, Right. I've got to have all this money. Then, then after I make like a ton of money, I'll be able to go to a fancy spa and then I'll be relaxed. Like that's the reverse. Mm. I, I believe that we do have. Yeah, we have to build that foundation for ourselves. And I love how you're walking your talk and you're you're showing up and doing, you know, giving yourself that time and space. And I think that's a, a beautiful message for, for people because I think, you know, sometimes in our culture, yeah, it is, there's this backwards, we, you know, feel like we have to do, 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 and, you know, we burn ourselves out. So it's really nice. Yeah. Um, just give ourselves that time and space, you know, take a weekend, you know, go in nature, do something nourishing for, for ourselves. I'm wondering, like, I just started asking our guests this because I think it's just, you know, a beautiful question. Um, and so, you know, the name of our podcast is Be the Love, right? To awaken our souls. And and I'm I'm wondering what is what is your message? How is your message helping people to uh, awaken their souls, be the love, and really the, the seeds that you're planting? How is that helping shift our world to um, what? How do you see it shifting the world and and what you're wanting to create? It's shifting the world because I'm telling people that you get to have a full life. You get to slow down and live a life now. You don't have to work yourself to the bone and then retire at age 65 or 70 and say, oh my God, I've only got you know 20 or 30 years left and I missed it. 
I miss so much because I was work, 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 working. I'm saying to live life now and enjoy the beauty of it. Now have a coffee with a friend, you know, have a walk in nature, make sure you feel healthy and strong and fit. And I'm telling everyone, you don't have to be burned out. You don't have to work yourself to exhaustion and overwhelm. You get to have this balanced, beautiful and abundant life and you're worth it. So that, that is my message. I, I so love that. So hopefully our listeners just receive and absorb those amazing words. And as we wrap up our conversation, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and anything you're currently working on? Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse at Rebecca E. Whitman, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-E-W-H-I-T-M-A-N. I have a website, RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. And then uh, Brenda and Stacy are going to share my link tree. In my link tree, you will get to see this really cool challenge that I'm doing. It's called the 777 Challenge, Seven Pillars of Abundance, which we've been discussing on the show in seven days for $7. So you get to learn all the pillars of abundance. You get to be what you get to have one assignment or activation of in each of these seven pillars for seven days. And it's only $7. So it's a great way to recalibrate and reset. And if you're feeling a little off, get yourself back into alignment so you can be balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And come on, it's $7. Your personal <laughs> growth is worth $7 million, let alone seven. So you got nothing to lose. And that link is going to be in the uh, link tree in the show notes. Wonderful. Thank you. And we'll, yeah, we'll add all those to the show notes. So thank you, Rebecca, so much for being here today with us and having this conversation. It's been beautiful. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with special guest interviews and speak the love conscious conversations with your co-hosts, myself and Brenda. A monthly donation of $2.22 or $5.55 really helps us with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays and Thursdays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heatherlyn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heatherlyn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.